0: I have tried to think of my personal mission as healing. Sometimes I do that in an office with a stethoscope. Sometimes I do that on stage with a song.
1: That's Ken Haller. I'm Jeremy Goodman, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Ken Haller is a pediatrician and a faculty member at St. Louis University School of Medicine. He's also an accomplished cabaret singer. And an investor in the Blue Strawberry, that's a dinner club devoted to cabaret, that opened in the Central West End last year. He'll perform his latest cabaret creation, The Medicine Show, at the Blue Strawberry in March. It's about the connections he has found in his own life between the performing arts and healing. He says his experiences in his two big roles, as a doctor and as an artist, inform each other. I asked Ken Haller what came first for him, the arts or the healing? Well, I think the arts came
0: first. When I was a kid, I spent a lot of time doing theater in uh, high school and college and things like that. And while I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I certainly thought about being an actor, being a writer, you know, doing all of those things that are specifically in the arts. Um, however, I realized a couple of things. One was that um, it can be really difficult to make a living in the arts. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) and I did want to make a living. I also enjoy science quite a bit. And so I figured, well, maybe the medical thing will work out. I also love the fact that in medicine you you know, even on your worst day you can make a difference in someone's life, you know, pretty much any day. The artistic part of it always stayed with me and I've always continued to do that, even through medical school and residency and, uh, you know, in my practice.
1: You describe yourself as a
0: citizen artist. What, right. what do you
1: have in mind when you say that?
0: Well, what I'm trying to get at is that a lot of people when they're kids are told, oh, you can't sing, or you can't write, or you can't do that. And so there's this idea that to be an artist, you have to be somewhat different, somewhat set apart from normal everyday life, and, uh, and you have to do it professionally. Uh, The thing is that I really feel that art is the one thing that separates us as a species from other species. Art is where we take our lives and make meaning out of it. Where we, we, uh, we dissect it, we look at it, we reform it in a way that shows why it has meaning for us and why it should have meaning for someone else. And that's not something that any other species can do as far as I know. And the thing is we all do it every day. So people will say, well, I'm not a writer, or I'm not an actor, and yet I'll say, you know something, Uh, you just told me a story about your mom, Mm -hmm. or you just told me what your day was like. You had to craft that narrative. That's writing. Um, As as an actor, uh, you know, I'll say to my students, have any of you done any acting, maybe two or three out of 20 will raise their hands, but I'll say, well, I would submit that we're all actors. We do it instinctively. So right now, I am, an act, I am in the role of teacher. Later, when we go into clinic, I'll be in the role of doctor. Later in the day, I might be in the role of friend, romantic partner. So, so the thing is that, that all of us are actors, and what we do is we instinctively modify how we present ourselves in different situations. We may dress a little differently. We may use different words. We may hold our bodies differently. So we're all actors all the time, and that's what I try to work on with students is to talk about what it means to be in the role of physician. What do people expect from you? What do you want to give to people? And how can you do this most effectively for both yourself and your patients? I use the, uh, what I think of, and again, I, I, I don't want to get too highfalutin about it. My mom was Irish, so she always said, don't get a big head, you
1: know. <laughs> the, flutin, the flutin can go as high as you well, want Okay, it
0: yeah. But the thing is, over time, I have tried to think of my personal mission as healing as you know, healing the world and healing those around me to the best of my ability, healing myself. Sometimes I do that in an office with a stethoscope. Sometimes I do that on stage with a song. Sometimes I do that by going to Jefferson City and advocating for kids. But in each case, they're all different aspects of the same thing, which is how do we heal the world?
1: As a working physician, Ken, when do you feel that your artistic side has come into play in terms of what you do and maybe made you a better doctor?
0: Yeah, well, I I will say that I have, um, I have quite a bit of shtick that I do with kids. <laughs> There's a okay. lot of stuff that I've learned to do and I've stolen from the best. I do this thing where I put my hand out and to say to a kid, "Hi, I'm Dr. Haller, How are you?" And they grab my hand and as we shake hands, I bounce up and down. and I go, "Oh my goodness, you're so strong. That's amazing." And they're like, ah, "That's so cool," um, you know. And, uh, and when I look in their ears, I will go like.
1: Oh, there's a bird in there! How did that bird get in there? That's amazing.
0: So, being able to use those kind of techniques with little kids—let's those... well,
1: talk about why that's a technique. Though. So, that's not just to be the amusing doctor, right? I mean, how that's does that play necessarily... into what you're trying to do in the room there? Right. Well, what I'm trying
0: to do is—is is get the—is—is uh, is let the child know that I can see who they are, and basically to—to uh, to paraphrase Cindy Lauper, kids mm-hmm. just want to have fun. So I want to be in a place where I'm showing that I can have fun with them, that I, I'm not someone who's there as their as an adversary or as an enemy or something like that. But I, I really see who they are as a person and they appreciate the ridiculous in the world. And so I'm taking on that role of being someone who, in this case, as a physician, to be a healer, I have to and I don't I don't say get down on their level, but meet them where they are. Um, this is And this, then if if
1: if a kid is a little more relaxed or a little mm-hmm. more comfortable about being there? Does that help you do yeah, what you're trying to do? Yeah,
0: yeah. So 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 once they once they can kinda of see that we're we're in this together, uh they have a better time with it. They, they 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 uh you know, I mean I've I've had parents say to me, you know, uh that I've when they when they when the child comes in for a visit and they bring their kid in that I've never had him say I want to go to the doctor. <laughs> so so but we we have a good time and sometimes even you know there there may be there may be vaccines that we give or lab work or something like that but I also try to create an atmosphere where when that happens I you know th- they see that it's not something I want to do to hurt them this is something that I want to do to help them and afterwards I come and and, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll play with them a little bit and try to get their spirits up. And so, but these are all things I've learned as an actor, as a performer, that I'm able to put into my, my life as a pediatrician.
1: The the bird in the head gag sounds funny, but oh, yeah. have, have there been <laughs> more serious occasions in which you have been called upon oh, yeah. to tap into this part of yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the basis of improvisational theater is to meet the other person where they are, to, to have that, that yes and response. And in many cases, the yes is i see where you are emotionally so i've had i've had cases where um a parent is uh uh you know really in a, in, a, in a very difficult place and um i have to i can't
1: just say well everything's going to be fine or yes i know how you feel as a as a patient mm-hmm. i often can't really have an opinion on my doctor in terms of how he or she read my exam or looked at the test <laughs> yeah. or diagnosed something, <clears throat> but I know how they make me feel right, when I'm in a right. room with them. I know when I leave the appointment, do I feel like I have a clear sense of what the next steps are or am I a little confused and, and a little apprehensive and not quite understanding? Right, right. Um, where in a doctor's education do, does does one learn those things? How to how to talk to a patient?
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully that happens. That starts happening in the in the third and fourth year when students are in a clinical role. You know, going doing their rotations uh, in in places. Um, I uh, it's interesting. You should mention that because there is uh, there was a paper written a few years ago called "Healing Skills for Medical Practice," uh, the you know the skills of master physicians. I think was the title uh, about ten years ago, and it was done at uh, Vanderbilt University, and. The authors interviewed a whole bunch of people and found who colleagues and the community thought were the best physicians in town. And what was interesting is that the skills of medical practice were things like do the little things, stop and listen, involve the patient, um, uh, share authority, things like that. There was nothing about medical knowledge. There was nothing about procedural skill. I think that's all assumed. But to take a person from a place of being a good, you know, uh, a professional professional a professional physician to a real healer, it's these interpersonal skills. I have a, a, an elective course I've taught now for about seven or eight years at St. Louis University School of Medicine for first-year medical students called Acting Like a Doctor, which is about using the skills of improvisational theater to be a more mindful, empathetic physician. And so we meet over the course of a semester, and we go from uh, starting with just the basics of improvisational theater to uh, to doing some improvs, to doing these short 10-minute plays, sort of like, you know, cold readings of these. And none of the plays are medical. They're all, But they're all two-character plays where one of the characters is sort of looking for healing, and the other character ends up being the healer in that situation. And then finally, they develop a character of their own. They develop a backstory for a character of someone who's going to the doctor and has a problem. And it's a character who, for some reason, needs uh, needs their doctor to... To kind of probe a little deeper and and gain their trust and then we do those as improvs and that's sort of like the final for the for the uh uh, session and the students i've had do that i mean you know years later i've they've contacted me and said you know i just learned so much from that class now that i'm in third year and fourth year and residency you know the things we learned uh, that that was important I mean, just about every medical school c- curriculum will have what are called standardized patients where uh, the school will hire actors from the local community to play r- the role of the patient. Mm-hmm. For, and, to, di- to diagnose right, the Right, to diagnose, symptoms. yeah. And, and, so, so, uh, and there'll be a group of maybe 10 or 15 students and someone will get up and interview them and do the history and things like that. I saw that Seinfeld episode. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, so the students will say to me, that's where, I, you know, in a setting like that, that's where I learn how to be a doctor, but I've never learned what it's like to be a patient. Oh. And so in this setting where I have to develop a character of a patient, I realize how powerless I can be in that setting and it really allows me to be much more, you know, it's allowed me to be much more empathetic as I've gone out into the world and actually seen patients to remember, oh yeah, what's it like to, to see a doctor? That's a really scary thing. So, um, so that's what I think that I, you know, have been able to contribute to
1: that. That's Ken Haller, pediatrician and cabaret performer. You're listening to Cut and Paste. We'll be right back after this one little message.
0: If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Welcome back to Cut and Paste, I'm Jeremy Goodwin. I'm talking with Ken Haller, pediatrician and cabaret performer, about connections between the arts and healing. I asked Ken about his new show exploring that idea, The Medicine Show.
0: My mother's name was Finnerty, so I'm Irish. And so I'm, I'm, I've always been a storyteller, and I love the idea of telling stories through song. And so, so I've created these shows, uh, one of which is coming up on March 14th at the Blue Strawberry called The Medicine Show. And that really is about what, what led me to become a doctor. Why did I decide to become a doctor, and what was I thinking? But here's the thing. Healing is a two-way street, and pediatricians are actually really very selfish. Because there's one thing we get that no one else gets. It's what it's like to work with kids. You make me feel so young. You make me feel like spring is sprung. And every time I see your grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that we speak, I want to go play hide and seek. I want to go and bounce the moon just like a toy balloon. It really is about my education as as a human being that, that just having MD behind your name doesn't make you a healer you know, healing is a whole different thing. It gets to that place of uh, being able to really sit with that person across from you and talk about what losses they may be going through and what what problems they may be having and really taking it in and, and modifying your response and really responding to what they need rather than just like, well, the prescribed uh, treatment for this thing is mm-hmm. this and you've got to do it. Instead, being able to say something like, well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think in your case, why don't we try this? Or here are some things that I think might work for you. In my show The Medicine Show, it really is about trying to look at what it means to be a healer, how really we're all called to be healers for one another. And so I use stories from my life and from my career to illustrate that, again changed so that uh, to respect people's confidentiality, but it really is about, you know, what what formed me. And even when I'm old and gray. You know, I'll feel the way I do today cause you make me feel so young. Let's take it out to the house. So this is what it's like to be a pediatrician. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, Dr. Howard, you are, oh my goodness, you're so strong. You bounce me up and down, that's amazing. Let me look, oh my goodness, what's going on in your ear? There's a bird in there, look at that, that's incredible. And how are you today? Oh no, I don't want you to bounce me, just, just give me five, okay? Give me five, there we go, oh my goodness. So, so for me, to do these shows, to, to, to find songs that mean something to me, um, and that's what oh, cabaret songs should be, not so much, oh, this song sounds wonderful in my tessitura. It really is about singing a song where the lyrics mean something, where when I hear a song, it can be difficult for me to, to get through it when, in rehearsal because it is such an emotional thing. Now, I don't want it to be... That emotional that I'm breaking down on stage. I don't want the audience thinking, "Can uh, are you okay? Do we have to take care of you?" <laughs> and frankly, as a physician, that's something I have to do too. I have to let people know that what's what's going on with them, what's going on with their child, makes a difference in my life. And but without making it about me, it really always has to be about this you know this person across from me.
1: Well, a solo performer will always talk about taking care of the audience, right. feeling like you're almost a host who's responsible for the welfare right
0: of, right of the audience right i don't do i don't do cabaret i don't do theater i don't do writing to escape from medicine that is our actually part of my mission of healing and those things make me a better doctor so it's all kind of one thing and it's just different faces of it it's kind of like a cubist painting in a way hmm. is that you can just see all of these different perspectives on the same image But it's all really one thing.
1: You were very involved in drafting the grant proposal for Mm -hmm. a a large grant from the Missouri Foundation of Health to create an arts and healing initiative. What's what's going on there? Well, I was on the board of the
0: Missouri Foundation for Health for six years. And during the course of that six years, the foundation was really moving from grants that were specifically uh, to fund specific health initiatives like clinics and things like that into more looking at the social determinants of health. Why do people have health problems to begin with? What does poverty have to do with it? What does is, what is, uh, uh, marginalization have to do with it? As I was rotating off that board, I, I joined the board of the Arts and Education Council of Greater St. Louis, which is a, an arts funding organization. And I started working with the development people, and I said, I think we could probably put something together to look at how the arts can be Something that is 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 a part of healing, and uh, and and fund artists who are who are dedicated to this and are creating initiatives that would be a healing initiative, either directly in a healthcare space or out in the world, you know, just just trying to reach out to communities who've always felt like they don't have a voice, and it resulted in a uh, grant of about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars over a period of five years to create this initiative and I'm really excited about it because I don't know if anywhere else in the country where this is happening, and this could be a national model for how we look at our healthcare dollars and how we look at promoting health in ways that are not just about the things we know now, like brush your teeth, get your vaccines, things like that, all of which are very important, but are really looking at why do people have lives that are unhealthy to begin with? What are the sorts of things that we can do to intervene to help them feel better in their soul so that their soul can take care of their
1: body. Something that's, that I'm hearing is really interesting to me is the idea that this isn't all just about one person being moved and inspired in the moment, mm-hmm. but that perhaps there are actual practices here, maybe there is a curriculum here oh, that yeah. can be reproduced oh, yeah, to yeah. further integrate arts and healing.
0: Yeah, I I, I I strongly feel that. I think that that what we do in the you know acting like a doctor. Um, a uh, course could be done at other medical schools. You know, I, I mean, one of the things that's built into it is uh, looking for what sort of outcomes are we gonna have. And as we get these outcomes, we can start presenting that on a national uh, national level. You know, whether it's in papers or conferences or things like that, and perhaps inspire some other foundations
1: to do the same work. That was Ken Haller. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. And this has been Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Produced with help from our executive editor, Shula Newman. Our intro and outro music is by Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts.